Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Welcome to Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and tonight we are exploring summer solstice around the world. I give thanks to all of you who are tuning in live via CSNP, Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, Circle Sanctuary's Internet Radio Network, and I give thanks to all of you who are watching live on my main Facebook page, Lena Fox Update. Summer solstice is coming, and people around the world are preparing to celebrate. Of course, in the Northern Hemisphere, it is summer solstice time that we are in, and in the Southern Hemisphere, People are getting ready to celebrate winter solstice. So for all of you tuning in live or later from the Southern Hemisphere, I wish you a good solstice and a good winter solstice and invite you to take some of the things that I share tonight into your own practices six months from now. Summer solstice is one of the oldest of the sacred holidays that have been celebrated by humans around the world. How do we know this? Because of astroarchaeology, some of the ancient stone circles and other sacred places that come from antiquity date back to a time where humans were very aware of the movements of sun and moon for generations to the point that major sacred areas were put in alignment with solstice, equinox, and other points from the sky. Perhaps the most famous of the solstice-aligned sacred sites is that of Stonehenge. And as in ancient times and up until contemporary times, there has been great celebrations at Stonehenge. Of course, with the pandemic in 2020 and 2021, the celebrations at Stonehenge as they had been um, years previous in the 20th and 21st century um, have not happened. However, there are ways to tune in to Stonehenge online. Yes, Stonehenge has social media, and you can get info on the rising and the setting of the solstice sun and of the sun as a whole um, through 
social media connection with Stonehenge. There are other sites around the world that also have alignment with the solstices. The solstice sun sets between two of the great pyramids near Cairo and in the Americas at a place that today is known as Cahokia. There is a place known as Woodhenge. It's been reconstructed. that dates back to the first peoples in the Americas. It has an alignment with solstice as well. So be there towns, stone circles, pyramids, temples, we know that a variety of different people through the ages have honored solstice time and have aligned sacred places with solstice sunrise and solstice sunset. Sacred solstice time. It's sacred solstice time. Sacred Solstice Time. Decorate, meditate, celebrate. It's Sacred Solstice Time. It's Sacred Solstice Time. It's Sacred Solstice Time. There's something old with ancient sacred sites, something new, a chant that I've created for use at solstice time. There are a variety of different dimensions of summer solstice customs I would like to share with you now and places around the world that have Solstice celebration. Now, the celebration might be called summer solstice or solstice. And clearly that's the more universal term for this holiday time. But some cultures and countries have other names that they call this sacred time of year. During the Middle Ages, as Europe increasingly grew with its Christian focus, overlaying in most cases some old pagan traditions, old pagan place names were Christianized. Bridget's Well, for example, in many places became St. Bridget's Well. Well, Summer solstice, also known as midsummer in some places, became linked with John the Baptist. For that reason, it is called St. John's Day or Days. St. John's Eve, St. John's Day. Typically, the 23rd of June, St. John's Eve, and June 24th for St. John's Day. 
why John the Baptist's birthday is being celebrated in Christian calendars in June, it's because of the Christianization of Christmas tradition. No one knows when Jesus Christ was born. Um, there's exactly, there's no written records that have come down to us. His birthday was fixed at winter solstice time, in particular on December 25th, the day of the unconquered sun, Ol Invictus. So a day also honored as the time of honoring the sun god of the Sol Invictus is the unconquered sun that came right as Saturnalia, the ancient Roman pagan celebration of winter solstice, was concluding. Because Jesus' birthday was put in December, his cousin, John the Baptist, was put on June 24th. So those two holidays are linked not only within Christians' Um, lore and calendars, but harken back to pagan times. Just as solstices, both the winter and the summer solstices, were celebrated amongst many ancient people and contemporary people as well for multiple days and nights, so has the tradition continued on under Christian guises within those of Christian orientation. In many places, St. John's Day and Christmas, in addition to having a Christian religious significance, have a more secular, celebratory, good times tradition connected with them, feasting and making merry. Scottish Rite Masonry also honors the solstices within Okay, so we well, I guess in some ways we can just talk about the synchronistic um, dimensions of perseverance, and indeed, those of us who follow pagan ways are able to continue old practices in new ways because of perseverance. So for our uh, Internet Radio Network listeners, thank you for your patience as we got a different phone, and hopefully this one will last, and that our internet won't cut us, um, or our landline phone won't cut us off again. And for those of you on Facebook, well, this happens. So bring a cell service here. That would be fabulous. <laughs> so, so St. John's Day, midsummer, summer solstice, also known as Litha, and that's a more contemporary name of the holiday. In some Wiccan traditions, that's the preferred name. 
This year, I've been using the Midsummer name with greater frequency because as I have delved into studying Midsummer celebrations, I have learned that Midsummer is something that has a more flexible period of time where it is being celebrated. In fact, all this month I'm doing podcasts on this Nature Spirituality podcast about Midsummer traditions and ways to celebrate the solstice. So, so with Midsummer, in some places in Sweden, this includes Midsummer's Eve with um, great celebrations and Midsummer's Day and multiple days and nights. Some of the ways that Midsummer, summer solstice, Litha, St. John's has been celebrated across time and places has involved several key components, and I'd like to share some of those with you now. Obviously, this is a solstice time, so it is a time for honoring the sun. And most celebrations have the sun as a central feature. It might be a feature in forms of actual images that are put in sacred areas, in public areas, in homes. Or it might actually take the form of being out and connecting with the sun itself. There's some who call the Swedish maypole a sun pole or a solstice pole. The Swedish maypole has a cross beam and two round wreaths on it. It's covered with greenery and flowers. And dancing the midsummer pole is an important part of celebrations in Sweden, Norway, Finland, and some other parts of Europe. And of course, places in the world that have people with those ancestral heritage traditions also have those as part of celebration. I live near the village of Mount Gorb, Wisconsin, And certainly a number of people from different parts of Europe settled that area. And the area also has been home to Native peoples for many, many years. Well, one of the strong cultural influences in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin, is Norwegian. And I have seen a solstice pole, a midsummer pole, in the middle of one of the roundabouts in the local village. So that has been really a fabulous thing. So you have sun images, you have rituals and celebrations under the sun, prayers to the sun, offerings to the sun, chants to the sun, all part of many solstice celebrations. And related to the sun, a fiery sphere in our sky that sustains life here on planet Earth is 
the use of sacred fire for solstice celebration. So bonfires, candles, torchlight, candle lanterns, fire spinning, candlelit labyrinths. I've had experience with all of these as part of solstice celebration. Circle Sanctuary has a summer solstice celebration. It is called the Pagan Spirit Gathering. People from around the U.S. and other countries join together in celebrating summer solstice and celebrating pagan community and in continuing pagan culture and evolving it with more singing and dancing and art and celebration. Having candles, candle lanterns, and sacred fire, and fire spinning has been part of Pagan Spirit Gathering over the years. From our very first summer solstice gathering back in 1980, we started with a prototype Pagan Spirit Gathering more than 40 years ago. We kindled a fire at the very beginning of our festival. It became our focal point. It is an image of the sacred sun at solstice time being part of our community heart and heart. And we gather around and kindle that fire every year at the beginning of our summer solstice celebration, Pagan Spirit Gathering. And then at the very end of our gathering, because we go on for multiple days and nights, we extinguish the fire with honor and appreciation for the fire, for the sun, for all the elements, for the ancient ones who are part of our spiritual celebration. And we take some of the ashes that are left over from that fire after they've cooled and we put them in a repurposed coffee can and take it back home and then bring it back to our solstice celebration for the following year. So we have a solstice tradition that we've had going now for more than 40 years. However, I don't take credit for embedding all of our solstice traditions. Indeed, most of them are inspired or come directly from ancient traditions that continue on in different parts of the world today. For Pagan Spirit Gathering, one of the influences of our Midsummer celebration comes from Latvia and the entire Baltic region. One of our first members of community was displaced during World War II from his native Latvia. He came to the United States, his name, Carlos Persson. He lived in the United States for decades, doing his own personal practices, and then encountered us in the 1970s, shortly after Circle Sanctuary came to being. He found people 
that we're practicing the sacred celebrations of seasons, of the sun and of the moon. And this had been part of his youth growing up in Latvia in a village. He told us about people in his village all processing with torches and candles and lights to a common area and kindling a bonfire. So the Pagan Spirit Gathering bonfire actually has its connections with living memory of someone who was celebrating more than a hundred years ago. And I have had occasion in my travels and speaking around the world when I've been in Europe, I was able to with the help of interpreters, to talk to several people in different European countries about summer solstice. The people I talked with in France and in Spain were calling it St. John's, and in fact, I happened to be at a religious leaders interfaith conference at Montserrat in Spain, the monks there speak Catalan, and fortunately I had some interpretation help. And uh, even amongst a group of Roman Catholic monks, St. John's had its bonfire side, and they told us about long-standing traditions of kindling bonfires on St. John's Eve. So I'm happy that old traditions that date back into antiquity have continued to survive and reemerge and be sustained in some new ways in different places. So where are fires kindled? Well, with Pagan Spirit Gathering, we have our main community fire, and we keep that burning the entire time. And we have a whole group of people, and they are fire keepers, and we have volunteers joining them during the course of an eight-day, eight-night festival and feeding the fire and keeping it going. Well, this year, Pagan Spirit Gathering is virtual once again. We hope to be able to meet face-to-face in 2022. And we, again, will have a bonfire lighting. Yes, I um, and Dr. D and a number of other people, including Moonfeather, who's our PSD manager, um, are all going to gather at a community member's home, and we will have a kindling of the fire. But fires are burned in many places, and one of the traditions is to burn the summer solstice fire atop a mountain. And there are some parts of the world, in particular in Europe, where that mountaintop fire is uh, seen as a wonderful celebration of sun come to earth and blazing. And certainly uh, there's some other fire traditions. I know in some of the Baltic areas, Barrels 
are set on fire, this is an older practice, maybe there is some more environmentally sustainable practices rising up, but a tradition was to take a barrel with pitch and tar and kindle it and roll it down a hill into a pond or a lake. So that is quite a spectacular thing. And in some places, there is the creation of sun wheels and setting them ablaze. <clears throat> and one of the things that I like with having solstice fires is that it is ancient to gather around a bonfire, to kindle a candle lantern and process with others, all carrying fire, having um, fire in so many different ways. One of the traditions I brought to our summer solstice fire lighting tradition is that a bit of Fourth of July in America. And certainly since I was growing up as a young child, um, fireworks have been part of the Fourth of July. And as I got old enough to be able to have my own sparkler, that was a real special way to celebrate. So years ago, as part of our opening ritual, we not only processed with fire in our lanterns, our candle lanterns, candles in jars, something ancient, kindle a community fire, something ancient, but we also distribute sparkler wands to everyone and everyone uses their candle in the jar or from a neighbor if they didn't happen to bring one. And at the same time, we light our sparklers and wave them around safely, of course, putting forth a wish for self, for community, for our planet. It can be quite a spectacular scene and very celebratory and beautiful. And there are other places in the world as well where fireworks are part of solstice celebration. In Finland, there is something that is called Jonas, but this festival originally was based on the god Uko. Huge bonfires part of Finland tradition. In Iceland, they've had the secret solstice, midnight sun music festival. Well, we're in a pandemic going on right now, but in pre-pandemic times, and hopefully it will return in post-pandemic times, um, 21 hours of daylight, so there is music throughout the night. It's not so much a secret solstice festival anymore. It's been written about and photographs from that festival are widely available online and in social media. Canada has its summer solstice festival known as the Summer Solstice Indigenous Festival. So coming out of the capital of um, Canada, Ottawa, Ontario, there is a way to have a multi-day, multi-night celebration of 
indigenous traditions. And there are a variety of First Peoples nations across Canada. This year, due to the pandemic, it's online. It just started yesterday. So I invite you to go to summersolsticefestival.ca. Go to that website and you will find lots of opportunities to connect with Summer Solstice in a First Peoples way in Canada. And I'm very thankful that there not only is a powwow with dances and competition, which you'll find um, throughout North America as a whole, but there's education and there's music and all sorts of festivities. And that will be going on for several days. It just started yesterday and will continue on. And then let us take a journey to Austria, a place that has mountaintop bonfires. In particular, we go to the southern region known as Tyrol. And as the sun is setting on Midsummer Eve, bonfires started being kindled, not on just one mountaintop, but multiple mountaintops, just hundreds of mountain fires. And some, it's become such a thing in pre-pandemic time, people get on cable cars in these areas and watch the view from there or go out on one of the lakes and where a view of multiple mountaintops with fires are available. In Croatia, fire of a different type. Yes, there are bonfires there, but they have the Astro Fest. And this is specifically stargazing as part of this celebration. And there is something called seeing off the sun at sunset, the night before solstice, and celebrating the rising sun the following day. In addition to having lots of fire and connection with the sun, I would be remiss if I didn't also talk about water tradition. In the Slavic land, in particular Russia, making flower wreaths of one or more types of flowers and casting them onto a stream, a pond, a lake, um, as part of a way of celebrating the union of the sacred sun and the life-giving powers of water. I was part of a 50th anniversary of Pagan Federation, and we had, as part of that celebration, some video from one of the people who's from Russia, just fabulous, fabulous wreaths that are around. 
And I am so glad to have actually seen footage from a living pagan ritual. And it's another example of how old customs are continuing to be with us in some new ways. For that video was seen by people not only in the Pagan Federation International and Pagan Federation itself, but pagans and others from around the world had a chance to learn about summer solstice customs from Russia and some other Slavic places. Having a wreath of flowers is another tradition. It's a way of celebrating this holiday time. In Sweden and some other places, usually living flowers make these wreaths very large wreaths with lots of different flowers in them. So wearing a head wreath, and I have a smaller version of a head wreath that I wear at midsummer, um, is a wonderful traditional way of celebrating summer solstice, midsummer. And as we also look at some other common imagery that goes across different cultures and through time, the oak. I have an oak wand that I use as part of summer solstice celebration. Why oak? It is linked with the sun in many traditions. And in the tradition of the oak king and the holly king, switching off the halves of the year where they reign supreme, summer solstice, the sun reaches its peak in terms of the lengthening of days. So a symbol of solstice. And then Oak King gives way to Holly King as the Holly King starts waxing again. And then at the other solstice, winter solstice, the Holly King reigns supreme as days are their shortest. And as we think about that dance of the waxing and the waiting of the solar year, I'll also share with you some traditions that have been in contemporary American paganism. And that's the enactment of the dual, or in some cases, the dance of Sun King and as Oak King and Holly King. And we've had that as part of our winter solstice pageant, and we've also had it as part of our summer solstice gathering, pagan spirit gathering, it's a little more intense form around the fire. Uh, so we've done that on occasion as well. So in addition to these traditions, we have other ways that people have celebrated midsummer summer solstice lift up. Going into fields and forests and the garden, getting summertime blooms, decorating your home, decorating your altar, creating head wreaths. I have some daisies from Circle Sanctuary Land. Daisies are in bloom. One of the 
the herbs that we celebrate with this time of year. In fact, a number of plants get their association with midsummer because they bloom at this time of year. Yarrow, Achillea mellifolium, is another one of those. Mugwort, Artemisia vulgaris, another one. And of course, St. John's wort with beautiful yellow flowers. This particular wreath is um, of symbolic St. John's wort flowers. In addition to looking at some herbs that are traditionally associated with midsummer because they're blooming at this time, we need to look at the tradition of harvesting on Solstice Eve and Solstice Day. In some traditions, it is said that the herbs are infused with a special power at this time of year. So some other things to consider as we go around the world. In Spain, in addition to bonfires, there are fireworks. And fire is definitely lit up in the mountains of the Pyrenees. And in Barcelona, St. John is a beloved Saint and his festival time is a lot of fun. In Russia, there are also some other traditions. There's something known as the White Night Festival. It actually starts in May and goes through July, and it has ballet, opera, carnivals, concerts, and a tall ship lit up in red lights called the Scarlet Sail and on the water, I mean, some amazing things. And sometimes in Russia, solstice is known as Ivan's Day or Kupala Night. And another tradition involving water involves skinny dipping on solstice Eve and solstice day. And actually, that's been part of a variety of solstice traditions official and unofficial, depending on where you are. In the Orkney Isles of Scotland, the Standing Stones of Dennis, and this is a Neolithic circle, and some say this may be the oldest stone circle in Britain, even predating Stonehenge. The stones at this place align with the rising and setting of the summer solstice sun. And throughout Europe, there are a variety of sacred places that people gather at at solstice time. Stone and is perhaps the most known, but Aethery, which is not too far from Stonehenge, has been a site for pagan solstice celebrations, winter and summer for many years in contemporary times. Now, in China, there's also solstice celebration. In the I Ching, it actually mentions the winter solstice. So we know that solstice celebrations have happened 
in different parts of the world, including in Asia. There is something called the Lykee Festival. It's a particular kind of fruit. It's red, sort of looks like a strawberry, but it has a white core inside. And one of the traditional foods in some parts of China to eat at summer solstice time, noodles. And in Shanzing, dragon boat races happen at summer solstice time. In addition to these places and traditions, we need to take a look at some other places and how they celebrate. One of the ones that I found out about in the U.S. actually takes place in Alaska. There is something called Midnight Fun Baseball Game and Festival. And in Fairbanks, it's only 140 miles south of the Arctic Circle. And they have this street fair going on. And then long about 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night local time, they do baseball. Well, there is sunlight still happening that late into the evening. There's also other uh, celebrations in Anchorage. There is a marathon. They have a solstice festival, and they call it Hero Games. So they do a lot of athletic events. Now, some of these grand gatherings have not happened in 2020 due to COVID, and some are not happening in person in 2021 either. But one of the good things about the cyber um, opportunity for celebration is that you're able to view some videos and information of past gatherings and some People have taken their events online, and certainly Circle Sanctuary, which just reopened this past Saturday and will have its first Solstice Day Nature Meditation Retreat in person this coming Sunday, um, has chosen to have its largest gathering, the Pagan Spirit Gathering, online. June 25th, 26th, 27th. And if you want to join us, be sure to register tonight because registration closes June 16th. And if you want to be part of our in-person Summer Solstice Day Nature Meditation Retreat, be sure to sign up by tomorrow. That gives our volunteers' time to be able to um, continue with preparations for the in-person as well as the online event. So what are some other ways to celebrate summer solstice time? I think the idea of feasting is pretty universal for not only celebrating solstices, but for other celebrations of sun and moon and season. And certain foods are connected with solstice time. 
and we have within our community a master bead brewer who, for one pagan spirit gathering, made a whole lot of mead for our celebration. And some people make special beverages and special meals to be served on Solstice Eve or Solstice Day. Some will have what I call time-release celebrations in which feasting happens um, over the course of several days and nights with new foods continuing to happen. I'd be remiss for not mentioning strawberries, not only part of many Swedish midsummer festivals, but certainly having strawberry treats in the form of just plain strawberries or mixed with yogurt or mixed with a cake or ice cream, something that has been part of my own personal midsummer celebration as well as it's a traditional food and amongst those celebrating Swedish midsummer. So we've talked about connecting with the sun, looking at the sun positioning, rising, setting, the length of the day, the shortness of the night. We've talked about stars of a different kind, the sun's in the night sky. We've talked about solar fire in the form of bonfires and candle flames and torchlight and candle lanterns. Fire spinning is an art form for many people. It has its roots in Polynesia and certainly it has become international and multicultural in many parts of the world now. And it can be fabulous to have fire spinning as part of a solstice eve or solstice night celebration. And then the candlelight labyrinth, lighting a sacred circle with candles can be a fabulous way of celebrating. Because our pagan spirit gathering is multiple days and nights, one of the nights we have for celebrating solstice is the labyrinth night. Now for us, we have worked with the classical labyrinth, sometimes known as Minoan labyrinth, and a thousand candles have been kindled to form the shape of the labyrinth. It is kindled at dusk as the sun sets and twilight comes on. And then we have long burning candles. Members of the community walk the labyrinth in silence, or sometimes we'll have somebody playing harp or doing free form singing or playing a singing bowl. And sometimes it's just the sound of the night that are there as individuals make their way into the center of the labyrinth. And in the center of the labyrinth is a sacred fire, another kind of solstice fire, and a place for people to stand or sit. Typically, divination takes place as part of a labyrinth walk. And after one has walked in, 
been in the center, one carries with them messages from the divination they have done and walks the labyrinth back out into the world. At Circle Sanctuary Land, we have a spiral labyrinth, and we have that all ready to go. The walk on Solstice Day is part of our nature communion retreat for those who choose to do so. So what are some ways that you can take some of these old traditions and contemporary traditions for celebrating Solstice this year? Well, first of all, I invite you to consider having some place in your home that you decorate for solstice. You may want to have a candle. You may want to have flowers that you've gathered from the farm market, from your garden, or from fields nearby if you're able to do so. And you might want to have one or more sun images. It might be of the sun itself, um, in symbolic form, or it might be of one or more of solar divinities. So some sun goddesses, Fawei from uh, the Baltic states, Bridget, goddess of the oak and sun. You might um, have a sun god, Helios from the Greeks, Ra from the Egyptians. Apollo, also Greek, and Roman as well. Um, you may want to have different personal images that you associate with solstice on your altar. In addition to creating a place that says solstice to you, it's a reminder for you, if you're in a household with others, it's a way of having the household come together if they're open to doing so, and having a celebration by creating something that brings community together. I think another really wonderful thing to do at solstice time is to catch the solstice sunrise or sunset. Notice where it is on the horizon as it comes up and as it goes down. Indeed, it will look like it comes up the same place on the horizon four days in a row around solstice time and sets at the same point of the horizon four days in a row. And for that reason, in some places, especially um, some of the Native American traditions coming out of the southwestern part of the USA actually will have a four-day solstice festival since the solstice sun is at its furthest northerly point when it rises during the morning. The name solstice literally means sun, that's solstice, stand still, and it comes from that tradition. So create a place in or around your home with solstice in mind. Go out and connect with the sun and go out into nature, experience green space. 
If you're in a situation where you are not physically able to go out into green space, then find a way to go in a meditation or a live stream, and I do a number of live streams on the Selena Fox Updates Facebook page outdoors. So there are ways you can connect with the green, ideally in person, but you can also do it in cyberspace. I also think uh, that solstice is a time for strengthening connections with others. So wish happy solstice to others on social media and individual communications with loved ones. And let solstice joy be in you and around you. And give thanks to the divine as one, divine as many, for the blessings in your lives. One final thing to share with you about solstice time. And we do this at the Pagan Spirit Gathering. I have my hoop of spirit bags with me right here. And this year I'll be doing the Midsummer Morning ceremony on Saturday, June 26th. In addition to honoring the sun in a variety of different traditions, celebrating solstice across traditions and places on the planet, we do workings for planet Earth. And I do think it is essential that we, wherever we are on the planet, find ways not only to work for a more sustainable planet, but as part of our solstice celebration, to join in with the prayers, the rituals, the blessings, meditations of so many around the world for a more peaceful, healthier, sustained world. Solstice sun shining bright, longest day, and shortest night, solstice wish of hope and cheer, peace on earth throughout the year. Thank you all for tuning in, all who have joined live and later. And thanks for our podcasting team, Circle Sanctuary Ministers, David and Jeanette Ewing from Northern Virginia, and Deborah Rose from Kentucky, and Laura Gonzalez from Illinois, Chicago area, and Casey Pope, who's from Colorado, helping with social media, as is Laura now, and um, Juliana Russell from Indiana. So our team continues to grow, and I invite all of you to take some of these traditions and weave them into your own celebration. We celebrate Lady Liberty, freedom, not only at the 4th of July, which is a kind of time-release hostess festival, but at our Pagan Spirit Gathering. So may the light of freedom, of joy, of peace, 
and love, of prosperity, of well-being. The light of solstice be in you and around you, now and in times to come. So be it. So for more information about things solstice and all the different things that we do to celebrate seasons and the moons, go to circlesanctuary.org. That's our website. We have a Midsummer Magic Full Moon Circle coming up on St. John's Night this year, June 24th, as well as Pagan Spirit Gathering online. And as I mentioned before, if you haven't registered, yeah, a few more hours to do so. I invite you to head over to the Circle Sanctuary website and register there. Or you can go directly to the Pagan Spirit Gathering page, PaganSpiritGathering.org. I'll be doing some more podcasts, Nature Mystic, on Sunday afternoons at 6 p.m. Central. That's 11 p.m. Universal Time. And be with me next week, Solstice Week, for another Solstice Time podcast on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time, Nature Spirituality. Bright blessings of the solstice sun. Be well. Thank you for tuning in.
is ripe, intoxicating. I am the ivy, heed my warning. Yellow broom, I offer healing. Blackthorn charm for death preparing. The elder is a life of learning. Further distant future showing. Come follow me, come dance with me Come with me to the greenwood ghost of magic there to see The Lord of the Wild with his fairy kin Deep within the greenwood grove We'll dance the magic ring